Good day, my Telos podcast friends. Welcome to the show. Today we are diving deep into the new branding for Telos, the newest marketing plans and strategies, and we're going to dive into the referendum for the Telos Foundation. So welcome to the show, CJ Anders and Katie Roman. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. The Telos Podcast. Good day, my Telos podcast friends. Welcome to the Telos podcast. Today we have CJ Anders and Katie Roman from the Telos marketing team. Welcome to the show. Wow. Glad to be here. So much. Hi. (laughs) I'm going to say the biggest kind of the most exciting thing that's happening is the the new branding that's been released. Um, I would also say that one of the coolest things about it all is how um, so many people have come together to like support that and be a part of it. And that's super cool, exciting community stuff. Yeah. The launch was fantastic. It had uh, felt like a ton of momentum, all kinds of Twitter activity. And it was, it was really fun to, to see that, to see that happen. What was your favorite part of the launch or when do you think there was the most momentum or what was the most effective part of that? You think? Mm, I don't, I think that, I think for me, it was a little bit reminiscent. I know this is kind of silly, but it was a little bit reminiscent of, of the excitement around when uh, the, the first EOSIO network launched and, uh-huh. and you're kind of like staying up all night long. At least I was. And, and we were doing that. Like I was, uh, I think, I think Katie and I were both up until like two thirty in the morning and, um, you know, all night that first, the first night, um, the, the night of the 12th, just promoting and being a part of that and kind of being a part of that party and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. I, I was, it was fun to have Stella, Stella Bell helping out with her, with her meme activity. She's always uh, makes things really fun and engaging. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, totally. So what's, uh, can you talk a little bit about the thought behind the branding, what the, what the feeling is or any of the kind of um, branding angles that went into that? Katie, you want to do that? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So actually, uh, the branding was done by the decrypted team. Um, they also did the Everpedia rebrand and I believe they made the ES42, um, website. So they've been doing this kind of work in the community and really understand blockchain. Um, so the foundation, TELUS Foundation, hired them for this rebrand. And, um, you know, it was, it's been in the works for months now, right? It's, it's been a long time and there was a lot of thought and intention behind the rebrand. And it's not just a different look and a different feel, but it, it includes different messaging, um, a more prescriptive um, kind of d- definition of the Telos network and, and what it aims to be. So um, in short, the the biggest part, the biggest, the, contra- the most controversial part was the new indigo circle as the, um, a move away from the acorn to this circle, <laughs> the indigo circle. That's been kind of the most controversial part. And the thinking behind the circle, um, it had a few thoughts. The first being that it's a representation of decentralization and unity. Circles often represent unity. Decentralization in the way that it's so minimalistic, it's literally just two things, a circle, a color. Um, And it lends itself to be built upon, uh, just like the Telos Network does. It doesn't really have any kind of, um, if you put an image in it, right, then you're kind of communicating something and they really wanted to communicate not much, just that we're Telos and come build on us. And I think the community's done a great job with that. We've seen so many different takes on the circle, different, you know, designs put on top of the circle, um, fun things made with the circle. And so that part's been successful. I think the community really understood that part and went wild with it. It's also meant to represent our planet, um, planet Earth, because um, we're hoping that Telos is going to be a worldwide network. I mean, it already is, but we want it to grow to 10 times, 
20 times, 50 times, 100 times the size it is now. Um, so it was a big risk, but um, I'm already seeing that that risk is paying off and hats up to the decrypted team for, for doing so with the logo. Um, as far as the brand, overall, more messaging will come. People can check out telos.net to see a preview of what that branding will be. But basically, Telos is a place for purpose. So come to the network and find your purpose. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I love the idea of the the blank slate and the and the providing something to build on top of. And it's been so cool to watch just in Telegram all the different logos and all the takes people have. Whether it's just uh, throwing some sort of text over an image or pictures um, of you know, it, it, it is cool. It, it's really cool. It's it's more dynamic than. Um, what we're able to do with the acorn. I mean, the acorn basically like I've got my cool Telos podcast logo. Uh, you can change the colors and you can kind of throw stuff in there, but it's not totally a blank slate. You know, you're, you're given a lot of um, walls with, with, with the logo like the acorn. So yeah, it, I love the idea of the blank slate and speaking from the, um, I don't know if you, either of you remember the tele, uh, excuse me, the steam it rebranding. Uh, steam it started with the little three steam things and that was for the steam coin and uh, pretty deep into the process like two years after everyone had fallen in love with the steam logo uh, steam it rebranded and um, it was like uh, it was it was brutal everyone was so disgruntled about it and it took like it took a little while but now everyone's kind of seeing the light like oh okay that actually made sense like bigger picture like it's easy to get, you know, to fall in love with uh, this logo that you already know. But, um, but I think once things play out, those, those, those hard edges go away. So, um, and, and we're seeing, and so the point of that is I'm seeing that a lot quicker with this Telos rebrand. I think that people are, are uh, seeing the light quicker than, than they were with the Steam at rebrand. So um, it's working well. I like it. So yeah, congratulations too. to both of you. <laughs> that, that's been a really cool launch. Yeah, it was fun to be a part of that process and um, get to participate and talk about, you know, talk with the decrypted team about Telos and, and what it was. And it was really interesting to, to be a part of, I don't know if you've ever been a part of a branding process before, but um, it's, it's pretty in-depth and um, you, really, you really go granular. You get really deep into what, what it is that you're doing and what you're trying to do. And, um, and we actually knew, like we really, we, we already knew what Telos it is doing and what it's capable of. And um, so, but Decrypted didn't know. So they did their, they did their research and they were like, you know, there's not a lot out there and, you know, and there, there, there hasn't been. And, um, and so it was really interesting to kind of hear their perspective from like, we're going to dive in and look and see what we can find out about this from out, from outside perspective and then come and come in and then talk to us and, and see what, what it is that we see and what we what we know, and um, and it was really cool to see them get really behind the project and get excited about it, and um, it was really fun to be a part of that. And I would say huge props to to them and Patricia for handling the um, the controversy in the in the first few days, just answering questions with professionalism and grace that was impressive. So. I was really excited about that. So when uh, decrypted, you said that they went in and they did their own research from the outside on what the perception of Telos was. How did that differ from what your insider's perspective was? Well, um, really, their their perspective was a lot of what was in the white paper and um, you know some old old content that was created pre-launch. So you know, they were, they were kind of many months behind on, on the evolution of, of the network. And, um, and, the, and the white paper really, quite frankly, was, you know, written way back, like 18 months ago. And, and by the time we launched, there was so much that had changed um, in how the network actually came to be and what it what it launched as was very different than than the white paper. So um, so that that was really useful because if somebody reads the white paper, they're going to be like, well, you guys are like the anti whale 
mm-hmm. chain. We're like, no, we're not the anti-whale chain. We're the chain where you can launch anything. It's <laughs> yeah. So that that was completely different. You know, thinking back on on Telos launching, that was the main kind of hook for people was okay they're limiting the coins to uh 50,000 per 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 person is the most you could have 40,000 40,000 yeah. thank you and yeah and uh and that was that was the hook yeah and so okay that's cool to think that people from the outside coming in still think that's the hook but it's developed so much further now it's kind of a build anything you want uh open platform uh and scalability uh supporting dapps um Dude, governance that governance, is like oh, that's, that's yeah. built in like the whole the voting system and like how you can actually organize create you know have an organization that's on the chain that is able to like kind of out of the box like come together make decisions and come to consensus in in this in this kind of mechanism the voting mechanism that that um decide uh provides mm-hmm. <laughs> aka trail side used to yeah. be trail <laughs> and and to note for just people that are new to telos like any application can use that unlike we said before seeds um, they needed a voting platform they came to telos because using the chain level voting platform saved them a year of development work so they were able to put those efforts elsewhere into making the, the app functional and beautiful which it is um, and, and we've had some other applications cite that as a reason why they're coming to the chain. So it, it was a good decision. And I think our devs are going to continue to make tools that are chain level for use for anyone um, so that there's a more compelling reason for applications to launch on Telos. Yeah, that, I need to catch up with uh, Reiki and that seeds project again on the on the podcast because that was a really fun talk and i'd love to hear dig into where they're at again so they're about to launch the the i think it's december 21st so if you if you got in on the at the beginning you are going to get get a quick path to citizenship which is pretty exciting let me uh i'm gonna write (laughs) a little note here that seeds the 21st i gotta look into that so yeah it's always good to be be at the beginning of all these little launches. Yeah, it's really it's such fun. A fun thing to be a part of. I so, think we have like, I don't know, there's probably like four apps that you probably need to interview coming up pretty soon. So we can tell you what they are. And then people will be like, what's that about? Yeah. You know, I just saw that there was a list kicking around of a list of all the dApps on Telos I saw in the governance channel. So I was about to go through that and contact all of those dApps and invite them on the Telos I think podcast. there's like 67 on there. Perfect. I need, I need a, a nice streamlined way to find uh, the next show. So, And there's like 10 that were supposed to go be announced um, this birthday week, but for various reasons, just we had to delay the announcement. So, um, but they're still coming. I mean, it's all good. It's not like they're not coming now. It's just you know how it goes. It's like, oh, this API is not working, or ah, oh, I forgot to. St- <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's such classic, uh, such classic blockchain. It's or I guess any tech. It's so hard to push something out onto a deadline because there's so many hidden hiccups yeah. along the way. So um, that's exciting to know those are coming for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And you were you were mentioned the Telos uh, governance, and that's one of the being something that sets it aside right now. And that's one of the most interesting things that goes on in Telos is this idea that there is so much conversation and so much open um, sharing of ideas around what's next, where to go, how to handle different things. I mean, if you drop into the, I spend time every day reading the governance channel just to, just to see what's going on. There's so much cool stuff going on Um, in the governance channel. What's your, what's, what's the most interesting thing to you going on right now? Well, there's, a, there's a, actually a, a referendum, one, one referendum that's been put up and, um, for vote and another one that's coming soon. And they both, they're both um, around the TELUS Foundation. And, um, and I, think, I think that's really interesting. I think it's really important for the community and the, the token holders to look at that and, and review and ask questions. And um, I mean, the, the governance channel doesn't have a... Um, 
a lot of people in it right now. So I think it would be really cool if, if, if it gained some, some more, some higher numbers. Um, but it's really, I think the, the, the question is trying to solve, solve an issue that some people perceive with the TELUS Foundation that they haven't been um, as transparent and as forthcoming with information about their activities um, as some people would like. And, um, and I think in particular surrounding, um, surrounding their token spend. And, and, I, and I get that. I mean, I think that I think absolutely the TELUS Foundation should be, you know, sharing and, and open. And, but I also understand that there are, um, it's, a, it's a legal entity that has bylaws and rules that they have to follow. And so, um, you know, I, I know that since it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's changed and there's been a lot of changes that have happened over the last year. And um, so, and they've had, you know, they had a very little funds to begin with and, and for, for many months, and then they got funding and from the TEDP and it's, and it's significant. It's as much, is as much funding as the, um, as the worker proposal right now, I believe it gets as much funding as the worker proposal system in its entirety receives. So, um, so it's significant. Um, I also know that they have a report coming out, like an, an annual report that's coming out that's gonna um, kind of lay out for the community everything that they've been doing and what they've spent. And I don't know the details of the report, but that's my understanding. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting because one of the proposals um, actually talks about uh, how, how we should be, the TBNOA, the TELUS Blockchain Network Operating Agreement, is, um, is how we operate as a network. And, um, and it didn't, so the TELUS Foundation is a separate entity from, from the TELUS Network. It, it is on the TELUS Network and it has an account or multiple accounts. And, um, but, but what's interesting in this, in this, in this conversation is is the TELUS Foundation, do we have the right to define how the TELUS Foundation operates? And, um, and I have, I'll just say it, I've been like adamant that we don't have the right to do that because it is, it is an entity that is separate. It was founded and determined by the launch group and, um, and it, is, it is what it is now. And, um, and they, but they do receive funding and the token holders voted for them to receive funding without really any kind of, um, you know, stipulation. Like we, we believe in the Dallas Foundation, here's a million tokens a month. And, mm -hmm. um, and maybe, that wasn't, maybe that wasn't the wisest thing to do for us in hindsight, um, but it is what it is. And there are certainly ways to, to require accountability from the TELUS Foundation. Um, I don't think, personally, I don't think that it is in redefining the TELUS Foundation as, as to how it operates and how it functions because it's already, that's already been done. And I don't think that um, it's, it's, a, it's an independent entity. You know, it's a decentralized autonomous organization. And as is the TELUS Blockchain Network, it's a decentralized autonomous organization. It's, so I don't have the right to define you, you're on, you're over here, <laughs> um, <laughs> any more than you have the right to define me or anything else that isn't my own self. So, um, so that's my concern with, with the, that stuff that's coming out. I think I would just encourage everyone to take a look at it. I mean, it's, it's, it's serious, um, but I don't think that I don't, I have no doubt that the Telus Foundation has been doing great things for the network. I've been, we've been able to work with them closely. Um, not everybody on the foundation, but many on, and it's been, it's been fantastic. I mean, you've, you've seen the, you're seeing the fruit of that with, with the new branding, but also exchange listings um, that we initially had. That, that was really hard fought um, by members of the TELUS Foundation. And, um, and a lot of other things that the TELUS Foundation has done. So um, I don't think that they're doing anything bad. I just think we need to clean it up. And I think the cleanup needs to come from inside the TELUS Foundation. That's, that's my <clears> thought. 
Cool. Sorry, so, that was a really long one. That was that, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I want to kind of recap and see if I can, uh, if if I'm understanding it right. So, Telos Foundation gets a million tokens per month. It was previously voted in. The tokens now that monthly pay like USD values between fifty grand and eighty grand per month. Um, how many people are in the Telos Foundation? Is it? I want to say, I can't say for sure, but it's maybe like eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. Seven I'm last sure. I heard. Seven. Okay. And, um, and the, the question that's being the governance question for this 50 to $80,000 that goes to the TELUS Foundation per month, the governance question is uh, what's the accountability and the transparency around how that money's spent. Some people are calling for, um, some some loose guidelines as far as we want you to report what's happening and then some others are uh the other referendum is a little bit more um heavy-handed and it wants to give direction to the telos foundation is that kind of what the two proposals are one is mm -hmm. just centered around um the reporting and one centered around what they're actually going to do yeah how they function how actually they function. like how how board members are chosen which is something that's already been established by their bylaws mm -hmm and um how um how what their terms are like how long a, a board member like these are all things that that have already been decided by the telus foundation and um so it's a little bit it's and it's also um one of the things is it's going to decide it's going to it's going to one of those the second one the more one as you say heavy-handed one actually defines how the TELUS Foundation board members are selected. And currently, the TELUS Foundation board members are selected by the people who were part of the launch group. So, which was the TELUS Foundation, they were issued TELUS Foundation voting tokens, which are literally just for voting on TELUS Foundation things. So it would be like the stockholders of a, a company, so to speak, but they're, they're the ones who have that interest. Now, there's, there's, a reason for the TELUS Foundation to change how that operates. Um, but as far as I know, that would still need to be voted on by the TELUS Foundation voting token holders because that's the system that's already been established. Um, so it's almost as if the TBNA people are proposing that the TBNOA would supersede the um, the already organizational already established organizational structure of an independent entity which in my mind is a real slippery slope because if you say i can just decide you're on the network i can decide how you're going to function and operate what's to stop the token holders from proposing that and voting something else in about say roman and anders or you know anyone <clears throat> anyone who or the telos podcast the i guess well i mean yeah. i guess they do have uh, some control over the Telos podcast because they could ask me to do things and stop voting for my worker proposal. Um, right. So yeah, that's that's an interesting take that they are they're a separate entity. So they uh, the voting can be done whether or not kind of that entity gets funding. But if we've voted for them to have funding, what they do with it is kind of their prerogatives. Is that would that be that's your take? That's how that's that's the law as it stands now. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I will see, you know, if, if the TELUS Foundation wants to like say, we're going to change how we operate and this is what we want to do. And we want to incorporate some of the things that are in this referendum. That's awesome. They can do that because they have the power to change their own organization. Mm -hmm. So we could, I don't, it's almost like sending. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's, I think it's just sending a, we, we're sending a message saying, Hey, this is important. You guys need to fix this. And, and then, and then use our votes to do that, but not in a way that overreaches. Because quite honestly, I mean, I haven't shown this to a lawyer, but I used to work, I used to work for one. And, um, and I, was, I was a paralegal in a different life. And um, <laughs> I would say this is, this is not, that doesn't stand up to, the, to the, even the rule of logic. So mm -hmm. um, that's, that's my two cents which is really more like six and I apologize for that. It's way too much talking. <laughs> yeah, just quick for me, the whole thing's interesting. I've been wanting to see a report from the TELUS Foundation and I've, you know, I wanna see what they're doing with the funds. Um, 
having working worked closely with them, I know there's no malice. Um, there's no like secret, uh, you know, reason for it except you know these are people being paid very little to do a lot, and it's a matter of time. It's a matter of legal, you know, laws that exist outside of our network. Um, you know, th these people that are on the Telus Foundation are kind of just putting themselves out there and in a risky position. So, um, you know, it just has to be really carefully decided how to present this information. Um, no other blockchain really has a foundation that is fully transparent with the funds for reasons, for reasons I won't go into them, <laughs> but um, I think it's appropriate that they share where the spend has been, even if it's just categories and then community members can ask for drill downs one-on-one -on -one or personally. Um, but for me, it's more of um, what was the purpose of the foundation in the beginning? It was to have a centralized entity that can move faster than our decentralized network, I, I believe, um, to promote and engage people uh, about Telos and what Telos is doing. And so my fear is that if we get away from it and we try to make the foundation more decentralized, more decentralized, it just kind of defeats the point of even having one. Um, because as we know, there's benefits to decentralization, there's benefits to centralization. Uh, when the foundation was established, it's like we can have our cake and eat it too. We'll have a decentralized network and we'll have a centralized foundation. And the foundation's accountable through votes from the community. I believe that's one of the things on the table opening up to every Telos token holder, uh, voting for foundation members. And um, I, just, I just hope through this process we're sensitive to them because they only started getting paid, I think, three months ago or something, four months ago for their work. Before that, it was all voluntary people were dropping off of the board left and right because it was a lot of work and a lot of legal exposure for little to no payback. And um, I think we've seen, you know, all the stuff they've done and we will see more once we see that report. So I just don't want us to bite the hand that frees, uh, feeds us, so to speak. I don't, I truly don't believe we would have as much excitement around the TELUS network as we do now without the foundation. I really don't. They've done I believe the bulk of the work of bringing applications to Telos, totally. uh, marketing Telos, and making sure that Telos has a solid brand behind it. And I don't see who else would have done that work. So that's my two cents. Yeah, and and I like I like that uh, bite the hand that frees us. I like I like that. <laughs> take. That's a good one. Um, yeah, until uh, they have pushed forward an amazing amount of things behind the scenes, definitely from so what I've much. seen, and that mm -hmm. the they took taking taking just the time to put into a blockchain or a startup project is is risky in itself because there's. There's, it takes so much time and effort. You know, it's it's a full time mm -hmm. thing what they're doing, and uh, then you add legal risk on top of that. They've they've done a lot to push this chain forward and to um, to kind of hamstring them. This it's still so early. You know, they've they've just gotten right. started, and so we I, I would just bigger picture lean away from anything that kind of hamstrings them just because they've they've proven themselves so far. They've got a good track record so far. So let's let them keep running. There's not um, yeah. So bigger picture, I, you know. Yeah, my, uh, one, one more thing I would add to that is that, is that, is that are, we, are we creating something, you know, when we, whenever we create a law, a referendum that changes how we operate, we really need to look very closely at whether or not it actually solves a problem. Like, what is the problem and are we solving it with this? Because if we can't answer that question definitively, we shouldn't be making any laws. Yeah, sounds like a libertarian, right? <laughs> that, that's a that's a great take. I, uh, it's it's you see it a lot with. I mean, monetary policy is a great example. Just these, some like it, things aren't going perfect. Let's change this and this and see what happens. It, but it there's no the the correlation between what you change and the outcome just isn't there. And people just kind of guess and do things and tweak things, and you have no idea with all these variables what's happening. Um, yeah. So yeah, unless there's some sort of clear definition of what we want out of changing a law or what's going to happen, then it's, it's not broken enough to be just changing stuff just to change it. It's going right. well, actually. So uh, I lean towards not, not less interference. Um, I think a lot of people in the blockchain space 
have that take less interference you know that's why a lot of a lot of a lot of people are here they like to uh see how humans creatively solve problems as opposed to trying to <laughs> top down fix everything you know so um, yeah for sure yeah, what a what a what a great uh, governance topic. I mean, it's it there's there's so much there. Um, so has have people talked? I'm sure people have talked about it. Um, what is the what's what's the big reason that the Telos Foundation can't just be part of the worker proposal system? Why not well, have? I, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was actually like a an, a, a thought at the beginning was that 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 would become that would be how it would how it would function is that they would use, you know, use the token allocation, which was not a lot. And I mean, it, it seemed like a lot before launch. We thought, mm -hmm. oh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of tokens because we were all hoping that the token price would be like much higher mm -hmm. <laughs> than it was or that it would, that it would go faster. It didn't. And so that meant, that meant, okay, we need to really like scale back on any kind of spend, be very, very strategic about it, be very careful about it. And then when, when the TEDP happened, that got put into the proposal. It was, it was discussed. And I honestly don't even remember it being discussed. It was like, oh, this would be a really cool way to keep the TELUS Foundation and fund the TELUS Foundation to do the things that they've been doing that have been so hard. And it provides them an opportunity, you know, a way to have funding for grants. And, um, and so, so nobody at that time was questioning, you know, is the Telus Foundation doing good? Everybody thought the Telus Foundation was doing good and it is, and it has been. So, I mean, I love the Telus Foundation. I think it's, I think it was a brilliant idea from the get go, like, and it really was, um, and is, something that that I hope is you know continually funded long into the future <clears throat> but but yeah there's you know they, they haven't been as transparent as um, you know the token holders would some token holders would really like and I know that there's reasons behind that I and I know that they're also working to remedy that so I think um, you know, they originally thought that they would be using the, the, the um, worker proposal system to continue or know that it would just go away. But, um, but there's actually been a much longer process than we, than maybe we anticipated. I mean, we were being a little bit naive about how long it was going to take to like launch a bunch of apps on the network and, mm -hmm. and move forward and, you know, gain like mass adoption. And we're all super optimistic, but so here we are a year later and we still need the Dallas Foundation. We still need an organization that can do what they can do. And, um, and so, you know, sure, they could, we could fund it through the worker proposal system. We could push that money, that, those tokens into, into, the, um, into the worker proposal system and they can seek funding that way. I, you know, there's other options besides and that, you know, because the, the worker proposal system does require accountability. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. um, if you don't, if you don't answer the questions, you don't get votes. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. Yeah. You know, one of the, just thinking through this, one of the, um, the things that I like about having that. So basically we have a million going to the worker proposal fund and a million going to the Telos Foundation. And um, the Telos Foundation gives us another another angle because you were saying earlier we have central. Or Katie was saying we have centralized and decentralized, and uh, the Telos Foundation has this million tokens. They're giving out grants. They're funding projects. They are autonomously making decisions. They're kind of a heart of uh, the Telos uh, community. You know, they're deep in the Telos mm -hmm. community. They're making these decisions. They can be more nimble. They can um, do deals that the worker proposal is just not going to get done. So they're, they're hitting a lot of different angles that the worker proposal system isn't going to hit. Like the, there's not a way that the worker proposal system is going to, uh, well, I guess there is a way, but it's, it's, it's less likely the worker proposal system is going to go out and get Telos on new decks or something like that, or go out and find some enterprise company to uh, adopt Telos. So uh, I like, I like the fact that they, have tokens to use in a different way than we're going to see get used in the worker proposal, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like even, even, um, the doing, doing things like doing things like events and, um, 
and participating. We've, we've made some really fantastic contacts and connections over the last year at the different events that, that we've gone to where people are like, I had never heard of this and I'm so excited to be a part of this. It, and we've had some fan, amazing exposure from, from the, the blockchain expos that we've been to. And none of that would happen without the Telus Foundation. I just no black producer is going to like, no, it's just not going to happen. Like somebody might have a booth and I saw those people at the expos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, yeah. One guy with a handful of pens and a and a uh, podium yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. You saw that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's good. But we, we had a team, we had we had three POCs demonstrating what you can do right now on the Telus blockchain. It's impressive. Mm -hmm. And that's the Telus Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and as far as reporting goes, um, I remember running into this with uh, the EOS San Francisco block producer. We were trying to do um, radical transparency. So we were basically showing all of our, everything that we were doing. Um, we were even recording our meetings and things like that. And so we were an advocate of monthly reports for um, what happened with block producer rewards. Uh, so we started kind of digging into the governance of that. We talked to EOS New York and they came there. They come from more of a, um, like a business New York uh, corporate background. And their take was that uh, monthly reporting is too often, not because they don't want to show their numbers, but because that's a lot of work. You know, that takes time, effort, uh, and it puts them on a schedule where they have to look more short term for the quote unquote uh, shareholders. You know, if shareholders say, you know, you show them every month, like I spent money on this and this, but there's not time to show them any results or any fruits of what the money's been spent on. So they were advocates of uh, yearly reports because of the fact that you can see not only what the money was spent on, but what the outcome was. Um, where it, so it's so it's a, a broader um, it's it's a broader thing. And so that's you know, that's that was an interesting angle for me because I hadn't thought of that. I didn't realize that uh, not only does it take time, but people don't get enough of the picture necessarily um, with those with those quicker reports. So, um, so yeah, with transparency, transparency is a double-edged sword because sometimes companies don't want to be transparent, not because they're trying to hide something, but because they want to present the overall picture. So that's mm -hmm. something that people think about as they uh, as we're waiting for the Telus Foundation's report to come out, um, it's it's nice that it's coming out kind of all at once. We'll get to see, okay, what what what's happened here. So, yeah, by the time this airs, it probably will already have been released. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I mean, I can't wait, and I know, um, you, you know, I know that they've been. Uh, I mean, it's not a ton of money, so there's not really any room for any any funny funny business going on but you know like well you. and and the, and the and the other thing is is that the token price fluctuates so yeah. on any given day their their budget is like even to try to budget is is like what are we going to we don't know what how much money this is going to be tomorrow because they are, they're doing real world expenditures and and so you know what costs it just depends on the token price so yeah. that's, you know, that's another thing to consider it. It could be, you know, if the token price is five cents or the token price is 10 cents, you have half as much or twice yeah. as much. Yeah. Those are massively different things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so what's, what's next for your marketing team and what, what's kind of the game plan pushing forward now that we have this new branding and now that, um, we're getting into there's 67 dApps on the list and we got 10 coming. So yeah, what's, what's the next few months hold for the, for your marketing team? So we're continuing um, to push forward uh, with, with the marketing efforts and collaboration with the, with the TELUS foundation, but also what's really been exciting is the last, um, the last, I don't know, month or two, six weeks or so we've been planning, we've been planning the, the, this launch of, of the branding and the one-year birthday party. So a lot, of, a lot of announcements, a lot of stuff happening. Um, but what's been really super cool, and you're, I know you're a part of this, of this group, we have like a, a network of like, there's, I think there's 39 people in this, in this group who are um, 
representing many different uh, organizations that have come together in an effort to, to push, collaborate um, and push TELUS forward from a marketing standpoint. So getting to be, um, getting to be in that group and, and kind of helping lead that a little bit, um, I would say I'm not the leader of that group at all. Um, I would say Katie uh, has kind of stepped into that role. She's doing a really great job. Uh, she had to go, so not just me left. Good job, Katie. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, but really, kind of um, working with with everybody else, and hopefully, this will become this this sort of exponential exponential effort to um, to push Telus forward. Um, we've added uh, to Roman and Andrews. We've added a couple more people to our team. Cool. Um, and um, in the last two months, and they've been they've been doing quite a bit of work, which has been really really cool. Um, we have uh, Josh. We'll give you the link so you can put it below. Uh, did a um, did uh, the launch video that was released on the on the twelfth, and um, really really fun and kind of inspiring video that uh, that we put together. That's from our team. Um, and then, and then we have Lane who has been, uh, doing a bunch of research for us in a little bit of collaboration with, um, uh, ES Dublin who wanted a work proposal. Uh, he commissioned a work proposal, uh, writing project, uh, or article, kind of like a report on, on the year. And that's, that's going to be coming out soon. And, um, so so Lane was writing that and looking for um, looking for information, and I have been tracking it for months, and not to the depth that she was looking for. So I actually hired her to actually track and try to gather as as much a lot more data than that I have been tracking um, to add to all of the worker proposals, like what's been done. Try to get feedback from people, like what was the result, and and get metrics and and try to try to kind of put that all together. And um, and the reason why we feel like it's important from from our position, Roman and Anders, to keep that data, is that from a marketing standpoint, it's um, it's really important for people to understand how big of a deal this is. Like the work proposal system is is um, is part of this. New economy that is is creating opportunities for people to work from home, doing what they do best, and um, and that's that's pretty phenomenal because it's actually what we're. This is part of the branding. It's what we do. It's what we. It's it's Telos in action, and that's really exciting. So um, so we were like, hey, could you just like dive in and and get all this research for us and then you can use it for your article <laughs> nice. and um so so um she's actually we've actually started using her to do other uh writing uh press releases and different things for us as well so she's an excellent writer and so you'll have that um article to look forward to soon from from es dublin killer well welcome to the team lane and welcome to the team josh i look forward to seeing uh some of that data that lane came up with and i got to meet josh at the uh, at the blockchain uh conference in silicon valley a few weeks ago where i saw you and uh he, what he's like he's a really interesting dude um great movie producer shooter editor uh mm -hmm. you know has all those those skills so um Cool addition. Yeah, and, to and I, he's he's a graphic designer, and he does web stuff, and so he. If you, everyone should take a look at Telus Network and see what it's what it's looking like now, because it's got a total facelift, and um, and that's exciting with the new branding. We're very excited about that. He did all that work for us. So. Cool. And that's telusnetwork dot io dot io telusnetwork dot io. Okay, I'll put that here too. Telusnetwork. Yeah. So what um. You mentioned some metrics that uh, that are that you were looking at for the work proposals. What are some examples of metrics that you found that are you know ways to measure what's going on here? It's such kind of an abstract thought in some ways. Yeah, so a lot of it is so the things that I was initially tracking were um, 
I wanted to know, I wanted to be able to always be, I wanted to always be able to say, this is how much, this is how many tokens have been requested. This is how many tokens have been like distributed. This is, this is the number of, um, number of people who have received, you know, benefit from that. Actually, I only, I was only tracking the actual number of like teams as opposed to actual number of people. So one of the things that Lane went in and did was actually go and go, how many people are on your team that are I'm actually getting idea. paid <clears throat> from this? Because we want to know like how many people are benefiting, directly benefiting um, from the worker proposal system. Mm -hmm. like, like on our team, we have, I think over the course of all of our worker proposals, I want to say that we've probably paid six or seven different people to do different things um, and and that's so that's you know that's significant and and obviously you know Katie and I have have been benefiting from it but we've been um, we've been encouraging and kind of bringing other people into we, we had added um, we've added uh, or encouraged other people to start worker proposals um, from and and said hey here's some work that needs to be done it's and you're really good at it and we're not that great at it so why don't you consider doing this and and so that's there's there's been some worker proposals that have actually come out of that effort because we want to encourage other people to do we want the best for the network so um, those metrics um, kind of help us identify different things. One of the things that's kind of a, from a marketing standpoint is what does it cost? Um, what does it cost to have a pair of eyeballs on, on that? And, and, the, and some of the worker proposals that do social mark, social media, they can actually track how many people, how many impressions there were and, and we can identify um, what that cost is. And, um, and that's, that's valuable. That's something that when you go, if you go, um, go to do marketing at, you know, NBC, there's a, they're going to tell you what the cost per impression is. And, um, and that's, that's just part of the, it's part of the deal. So it's, it's useful for comparing, like, what is, what is this? Um, how are we reaching? Who are we reaching? Where are we reaching people? All these kinds of things. So <clears throat> Yeah. So with what marketing, can we do to improve that? with marketing, the, the metrics are kind of the, your standard marketing metrics. It's, it's mm -hmm. how many impressions, I guess there's not really a way to see, uh, like, a any sort of value per impression because there's, there's not like a product people are clicking through to purchase. So what, what do you think this, this may be a tough question, but what do you think the, way to measure value per impression because if we're getting a lot of people to see tell us how do we know if it's working how do you measure that end that's that's really hard part because because is it is it by is it i don't know to be honest yeah. i i this is this is uncharted it's uncharted territory we're not we're not selling we're not selling anything we're we are but we're not you know we're selling really um an idea and an opportunity and um, and and it's not really selling it's just presenting and then are people going to just <clears throat> is can you measure it by the token price going up I don't know can you measure it by by the number of new people in telegram I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> um, like how how do you how do you measure um, success and yeah. um, I would say my initial my initial thought would be that you measure success on a network like this by identifying um, adoption, like seeing adoption and seeing it grow. Because really, what's going to happen with Telos and and any EOSIO network is your success isn't going to be measured by your token or your token price because the mm -hmm. token is a utility token. Your success and is going to be measured by um, really how many people end up using the apps that you that get developed on there because mm -hmm. that's what's <clears throat> going to drive the that's what that's what drives the network is users and and applications that that meet some need 
that's out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's actually kind of a slow process because you have to come up with the idea, then you have to figure out how to build it. And then you have to figure out how to market it. And, um, and as, as we have seen like a year into it, a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing because you're, you're kind of abstracted away from the, the outcome when you're building a platform for dApps to build on top that bring in the users. So you, you're building the platform. So really it's about getting dApps who are going to get the users. So um, the users being kind of a, the easiest to measure metric, um, you know, that's what all the social media companies and all, all apps use users as a, as a really clear metric. Um, but it's almost like uh, Telos metric would be how many dApps it can bring on or, and then, you know, it's, it's up to those dApps to bring on the users. Um, yeah. What, I mean, yeah, that's one of the things that we're trying for is to try to like, that's one of the things that the actual Telos Foundation does um, is, is they're like courting dApps mm-hmm. and, and um, but also it's, it's a matter of like finding applications that have real world uses that will drive users. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, you know, I met someone at the, at the expo that was so interesting and I was really, I'm not going to say who it was or anything like that, but um but the the application of it, like come to Telos and and build this thing, um, it, it has massive potential to um, to drive a huge number of users um, because it's something that's actually needed and it's something that that's actually really um, really kind of made for blockchain, like or what blockchain is super useful for. So um, it, it was interesting, Douglas did a talk at the, at the uh, Santa Clara University and one of the things he brought up was this whole idea of fair trade. And how do you know that something is um, actually fair trade? Because it's got a sticker on it or is it because, is it because somebody actually verified at that location that this is where that product came from and that the the system is in place, the fair trade system is in place for for that raw material. And and this company that I, these people that I met at the expo were actually like along those, along that line, not fair trade, but along that line. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is what blockchain is for because you can actually verify on the blockchain utilizing technology that exists right now um, in, in, on Telos that you can, actually, you can actually do that. And, um, and so then it's a matter of like, okay, now how do we figure out how to build this whole thing? And, um, and that, that's a time consuming process. It just is. Fairtrade is such a good example because it's such a direct use case. I mean, that's basically an explanation of what blockchain is. You know, they're talking about like verifying a supply chain for fair trade. And that's, that's exactly, that's, that's the definition of what blockchain is kind of. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of other things that you talk about, you like put social media on blockchain. It's got like these extra features that you can add to social media so it can use blockchain, but it's not necessarily what it is. Like the supply chain one's so funny because it's like, that's exactly what it is. It's a, yeah. There's not a better fit than that. Um, so, um, so I, I kind of see that being one of these, these inroads, one of these big enterprise inroads that eventually Telos will hit. Hopefully that's one of the, um, one of the first things that, that we get on board here. So, and I know yeah. the Telus Foundation is working on stuff like that all the time. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Sure. So that's, that's just a, you know, that's the next few weeks and months. What do you see longer term for um, Telos marketing? What do you see a year, five years down the road? And, and what are your, what are your big, bold predictions? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't worry. If you get it wrong, no one will ever remember. And if you get it right, you can tweet about it for the rest of your life. So. <laughs> let's, see if, let's see how political I can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super excited about Telus. I really believe in the project. I really believe that. Um, but I, I have honestly, I just cannot do any more timeline stuff. I just don't have a clue. I, I already know I don't know, so I can't even say. <laughs> All right. I just, 
I just don't know. No moonshot. No moonshot predictions. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I know. I'm holding. <laughs> yeah, there you totally, go. Totally. So um, I've got an interesting uh, podcast coming up for uh, the Telos podcast. I've got uh, Zach, who goes by AXA Sand. You've seen him in um Yeah, the, totally the seen him in the channel. All over the place. <laughs> he's, he's always got interesting takes, and he's very active. So um, I'm super excited to meet Zach. And uh, he's got, you know, he, he sent me a list of all the projects that he's worked on. I wish I had it in front of me, but he's worked on all kinds of stuff. Um, starting with EOS, moved over to Telos, has built all kinds of interesting things. And he's got a, uh, I think, a dating app coming yeah, out. Yeah, I saw yeah. that in the channel. I was like, yeah. this is going to be really interesting. I can't wait yeah. for that show. That's going to yeah. be really so, cool. Yeah, so Zach's going hard and I can't wait to, to talk to him and, and get his message out there because uh, I've only seen his uh, handle on Telegram. So now that he's I... He's one of those people that just like generates excitement. That's yeah, really cool. for sure. So that'll be rad. Um, that's coming up. I think I... Uh, talk to him on the 23rd, like four days from now. So that'll probably come out. Um, you know, I'll probably post it after New Year's just because between uh, Christmas and New Year's, we'll let people let their brains relax a little yeah. bit. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you got everyone listening, you can expect Zach's uh, podcast to come out probably the second or third for you. So that's um, exciting. And you should talk to uh, you should talk to Katie and and get the list of of uh, other dabs that are good would be good to interview yeah absolutely i'm so excited that list is out there because uh that's gonna like streamline i'm gonna start cranking out some podcasts one after that's another awesome go yeah just be like yeah mondays mondays with brandon yeah exactly <laughs> just be like here we go yep. live shows and all that mm -hmm. yeah don't, kind of... don't count on me for live shows. <laughs> <laughs> i like i like recording live and, and posting it live but i like the like the safety net of of it being recorded so i could go back and edit just in case uh you know every once in a while something crazy happens uh one yeah of... like at least at least this time i didn't i didn't yeah. um I didn't say you have to cut that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, one time I, I live on, I have like a little homestead. I've got Muscovy ducks and I'm watching, I, I look out my front window onto the uh, front area and my ducks are walking around and this dog runs in the yard and starts chasing the ducks and the ducks oh, are like oh. flying circles around my yard and the dogs rrr, 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 like chasing them. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast like, okay, they're flying. Hopefully they get up on something high. I'm like, kind of like listening and watching and all of a sudden the ducks fly straight out to the road and just hang a left and just fly down the road. And uh, the dog chases him out the road. I was like, okay, I got to go. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> I had, to, I ran across the street, like down the road. The dog had my, uh, my duck like pinned down. It wasn't eating it, but it just like had its paws on it. And they were in this giant mud puddle. And so I, I scared the dog away and I grabbed my duck and, uh, anyway, chase the other ones. They fly back and, uh, I come back, I come back to the podcast and I'm just like, it's a white t-shirt <laughs> covered in mud. I'm like, all right, let's, let's get this going again. So, um, yeah, that one would have been interesting awesome. if it was, yeah, full live. That one would have been interesting. Recorded, <laughs> I was able to edit out most of the drama, so that. like a cut of me, like I got to go and then coming back all muddy. So, <laughs> yeah, I remember there was, I think there was one in, in the, our last one where Katie's son just like took the top of the <laughs> yeah. laptop and just like pushed it close, <laughs> but yeah. I didn't see it in the, in the video. You yeah. were able to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun one. We had a cool couple of fun. It was pretty funny. Cause I was like, there goes Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this has been a wonderful show. Um, you have any links or where, where do you want to send people? We've got the uh, telosnetwork.io. Um, you're going to drop the video link for Josh in the, in the show notes yeah. for everyone. And then, uh, yeah, that's actually on the Telos Foundation YouTube. We released it on there. Oh, cool. And then also totally forgot. I don't know what's wrong with me. Telos.net. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a big thing that's coming out. And I mean, it's out. But it's really kind of a preview of, of what is to come because there's going to be so much more that the telus.net is going to be for, um, for, for users everywhere. And, and hopefully one day it's just going to be like this, like this is the page that you open yeah. because it's got everything that you care about in your life right there. So. Telos.net. Yep. Telos.net. That's, that's one to keep up with. We will put that in the yeah. show notes. That one's easy to remember. That's nice. So. Um, well, yeah. 
we will right. have you on again in the future and Katie on again in the future. Thanks for all your hard work with the marketing program. And this is the Telos podcast and that is the show for today. So cheers, my Telos podcast friends. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. The Telos podcast. Stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.